Stalking Spurs, the football podcast that isn't always about football. So I'm Acid. And my name is Patty. And this week, we're going to talk about our reactions to the Aston Villa game, the very first game of the season. Um, we're going to talk with our sports analyst, Toby, on his reaction to the same game. And we're going to do our social media roundup where we cover the best, most notable social media posts from the team and the players of the week. Let's go! And we're back. Before we get to the meat of the game with Toby later on, uh, Acid and I are here to discuss all the peripheral fun that happened at the Aston Villa game. I think the biggest thing for me, I don't know about you, Acid, is hot damn, everybody's hair looked very, very good. Yes, it's like the first day of school when everyone shows up with their new hair, their new up, everyone's looking good, ready for the clean like, slate. Ready for the clean slate, and what a clean slate, because I mean, I will just start this off with Harry freaking Kane. What? The glow up, the transformation is complete. The glow up is complete. Yeah, that was, that haircut was amazing. I don't think we've seen him rock this specific haircut before. Like, it is especially short on the sides, not too long on top. The way he styled it also was really good. Yeah. Really, really good. I don't know if they, like, tested this with audiences or if it's just all Kate Kane. Like, Kate Gooders Kane, you are amazing. Your job is done. I I, I have no words. I, I was no just, words. my jaw dropped. Yeah. If that was if that was Kate's work, good job, girl. Yeah. Good job, girl. I, I knight you. She deserves <laughs> yeah. a knighthood for An this. An OBE. It is. For Wagdom. Oh, exactly. She's like, I mean, Harry has one. She deserves one. This, yeah, the shorter hair, the different, like, like, the way he gelled it, too, was just different. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. His skin is also looking really good. He's looking, like... Glowing. Yeah, glowing. I mean, I don't know. What? Like, clearly the summer of rest and the marriage is doing him so well. I I wish him all the best. Maybe great products so, also. Yeah. Maybe. Better products. We'll see. Uh, but other other people with good hair? Yeah. Also on the new season, new hair train... Um, actually, I'm not sure if it's new. It's the first time I noticed it. Uh, Danny Rose's hair was also on point, I thought. The really nice, like, yeah. very hard part with a very defined line looked killer. He's looking good. It's, yeah, very neat. And uh, number one, just happy to see Danny yes. on, like, the pitch. I was like, what? Starting? Like, what? Like, it's always so nice to, like, after the transfer window of craziness. It was just nice to see him and see him look very good, very fresh. Yeah. It just felt very like, I like I it. hope I really it's like a reflection it. that he's happy to be around. It's, I would, yeah. I hope so too. Yep. I really hope so too. Speaking of good hair, we now go to, I don't know, I don't want to hate. I'm not here to hate. This is a, a podcast of <laughs> okay, love. Okay, I'll go there then. But go, please, please do. You can start so, it off um, with the not so good all hair. All right. The glaring not so good hair, we'd have to call out uh, Mr. Jack Grealish, who we were discussing this during the game, and we we felt like he was, you could describe him as the budget Zac Efron. <laughs> as not really a, low not budget. a compliment. It wasn't good. I was personally confused. What? There was, yeah, like the headband, like the 90s, like floppy hair in the back. But the sides were like, was it an undercut? That's what I was thinking. Is this an undercut with a headband and a center part and a smoothening product? Because it was at the start of the game. It was quite 
neat and smooth. It it almost looked yeah. solid. Blow dried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just kind of because of I guess sweat or sweat. whatever, yeah. it just started to become PC as the game went on. And especially Ugh. when he'd contest the like referees' calls, he'd just start to look a little bit unhinged. Manic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the the good thing here is that there's nowhere to go but up, Jack. There, I think, I think he can number one choose a look he wants to go with. Is it the undercut? Is it the headband? Is it like the nineties blue yeah, dye apple cut? Yeah. I don't know, but I I hope for his sake that he makes up his mind and executes properly because he has potential. Again. Budget Zac Efron. Yes, that it's not a bad place to start. If you're at not, budget not Zac Efron place. level, you can work your way up and become premium exactly. Zac Efron. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Zac has been through a game, so it's not like, you know, like he didn't look that great too when he watched. So maybe you can surpass that, right? Yes, right? Last he, season, he, he did. did show up last season. Yeah, so uh, Jack, I wish you luck. I wish you well. Maybe we can ask Kate to help him out. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Good luck, Jack. So, Jack Grealish sidebar. All right. During the game, a fan shared on Instagram a photo of Jack Grealish signing autographs wearing a Leo Fortis cap. Leo Fortis is Delhi's brand. So, is that is wearing the cap a sign of friendship with Delhi, fandom of Delhi? Both. Is it a sign of? being a appreciator of great design maybe or is it like a subtle hint to tottenham that he's still you know interested in a transfer i don't know we may never know or maybe we can ask anyway. i don't know someone by him on twitter another thing that happened i guess before the kickoff was that they brought out our new transfers uh, yeah who of course i knew nothing about but you know, reading all the rumors and stuff, it was interesting to see Giovanni Lo Celso and Ryan Sassignon come out and do the awkward clap for yourself to the crowd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you think of the fashion, Acid? I thought, yeah, I think both were could be classified as expected footballer style. Yes, I think we saw a leather jacket on Lo, Lo Celso. Lo Celso. Uh, we saw a hoodie. Or a sweater on Sessignon. Yeah. In like neutral colors. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, very, very neutral. I think like Ryan Sessignon, very basic, very basic footballer. And I think as expected, he's quite young as well. Lo Celso, though, I, I, I was getting a bit muted, a very muted version of Lamella. <laughs> Lamella Jr. And that, j- Jr. 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 And that could veer to not being so great because, like, Lamella is known to have a very interesting sense of fashion. Yes. So, like, if you dig up past interviews or some, like, videos on social media, he's consistent. Lamella is consistently identified as the person with um, questionable style. So he likes ultra skinny, jegging-like jeans with a lot of pairs, mega distressed. Yeah, I think that's what Lachelso was wearing. I think, oh, if I'm I not see. mistaken, I think his jeans were a bit tight with the tears. I'm gonna relook this up, but I like this jacket. It was a nice jacket. Yeah. And speaking of Lachelso, who I don't know anything about, I just saw a tweet from his former team, Real Betis. That was. It's, I will share the link 
in our description because it was quite sweet. It basically retweets the, the Tottenham Hotspur Twitter and says, what a baller, take good care of him. We're sure you're going to enjoy with him. And then they wish him luck. All the best, Gio. You're always be welcome mm-hmm. here. And remember to dare is to do. Like, oh, that's sweet. On. That's awesome. What what a like, gracious club. What a gracious club. And give that social media manager a race because it was quite a heartfelt. Yeah. I know that he is on loan and all that, but it was quite a nice gesture. I like how football can have heart when it chooses to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was quite sweet. It was, it was. So I guess now turning the focus from what was happening on the pitch or on center, yeah, sta- center stage to the spectator stands. So there were some sightings of non-playing, non-benched Tottenham players among the spectators. And one, I guess, a notable one, but not not shown in the broadcast, um, yeah. were... Sonny and Vimmer, BFFs, catching the BFFs. game together. So, like, a few a few hours before the game, uh, I saw Vimmer post an Instagram story from Piccadilly Circus. And I was thinking, oh, if he's in London, if he's in town, for sure he's watching the game. So I was already hoping for some content around Sun and Vimmer catching the game together. And, yeah, and social media delivered. Um, in the Discover part of my Instagram, there were so many fan videos and fan photos of Sonny and Vimmer um, leaving, uh, standing up to leave after the game. It was really cute. It's, it's nice. I love that they still hang, hang out. They're the sweetest. They are. The last social media post, or not on the IG story, his actual grid, with Vimmer's last post is like with Sonny. And it's from like a long ass time yeah, ago. Uh... It's, it's really nuts. And I think whatever it is, whatever this is, I really support yeah. it. I think it's so sweet. Again, looking very sunny, stylish, and Vimmer just there being himself. And the fact that they're still watching together, I really wish they got it on like the camera to see them up front of like, oh, look, they're also watching together. Yeah. That would have been... Uh, really I super, sweet. I ship them. They're awesome. I, I really... It, it never fails. I really love that every time Sun has an amazing game or an amazing moment in a game check Vimmer's Instagram stories, he's going to post something about it. It's always like a photo of his TV or something capturing his goal or his celebration, and he always uses the goat emoji. He sometimes even says, I love you. <laughs> on it. It's really it's <laughs> I so like sweet. It I love it. I love it. I love that they can just say I love you, and it just be like, it's, it's cool. Yeah. We're cool about it. I, I really like it, and I think that's a, a hopeful, like, I, I hate that he's missing the games, obviously because of suspension. Mm-hmm. But what a good way to uh, spend <laughs> the first game of the season yeah. with a with a Vimmer appearance. That's a that's a one two punch. I love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, we'll be talking to Toby, who will walk us through our thoughts on the actual game. Okay, so now that we've discussed all the important stuff, let's get on with the rest of it. So from a sports spectator standpoint, uh, what were your reactions to the uh, Aston Villa game? Yeah, I thought it was really positive. I, I was confident from the start. I think even when Aston Villa scored, I honestly felt pretty assured that we would still find a way to win because they've proved time and again that they don't quit after the first goal. Like, And I think Pochettino builds strategies around conceding because 
we're quite used to it. We're not as stingy defense as Liverpool and Man City. So I think there's always, you know, backup plans for when we do go a goal down. And Yeah, just to, to add on that, at some point during the game, after the first goal from Aston Villa, a graphic popped up on screen saying that in terms of teams that uh, get to halftime in a losing position, like the number one team that goes on to win the game anyway is us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a ranking of teams, and I don't remember what the other ones were, but what stood out to me was that we seem to be the king at coming back from being at a losing position at halftime. Yeah. So yeah, so it's seeing that was reassuring. I guess mm. I was in the same place as you, that or slightly nervous. the same place as yeah. you. I was nervous, and I was like, oh no, we might actually lose this first game, the yeah. newly promoted team. But I saw the graphic, and I remembered things like the miracle of Amsterdam last season, and then I had faith. I mean, I think Aston Villa started well, but I think McGinn, who was the goal scorer, was really honest in his post-match interview. He was saying, like, it's just a different level of football than they're used to. It's very physical. It's very fast. You don't have as much space as you have in the championship. So I thought that was really honest, and I think they were impressed with the style of football. And as has happened before, I think our fitness is a lot stronger than some other teams. So as you get past the hour mark, I think we just get better and better. But as it being the first game of the season, I think there there are some tactical and strategic things that will evolve. Like uh, we were just watching Match of the Day, and uh, sorry, it wasn't Match of the Day, but another highlight show. And Alan Shearer, who's a famous stri- former striker and England player, was saying how bunched together Mora, Lamella, and Harry were in the middle in the first half, but in the second half they you know flared out more and used more of the pitch. So that's that's one of the things that will evolve, I think, over the first few weeks. Because Lamella is really supposed to be on the wing, I guess, and attacking from the flanks. It's a changing system, I think, with Delhi out and with Ericsson not starting and that kind of thing. But we have such a vast array and a vast array of options for the attack now. I think it's it's really positive. Yeah, an attack coming from like surprising places yeah. because the first equalizing goal that really changed the game was hashtag it's tangy time. That was crazy. I yeah. like I was personally really scared this I, I, I'm always scared when I watch games. Even like I think I'm I'm just a generally nervous sports spectator. I like getting spoilers and I can't get any spoilers here. So I was pretty nervous. Mm-hmm. And when they did get um the uh, the first goal, when Aston Villa got the first goal, I was with Acid when I was like, Oh no, are we going to choke? Mm-hmm. Are we going to lose this first one at home to a recently oh. promoted team? I was super nervous, but yeah. when I did see the graphic, and I think I shared it to Acid as well, so I have it here. Um, most wins when losing at halftime. The Spurs are first with 36 games. Man United with 32, Arsenal 30, Chelsea 27, Liverpool 22. So I think it speaks a lot of whether, like how you said, like we do concede early on. But I was just really, really like, this gave me hope when they showed that. I'm like, okay, yes, that's right. Yeah. If we can do it with Ajax, if we can do it with, with everyone else, I, I'm a bit more hopeful. And when Tangy did like score that, I was so happy for him. And it just solidified yes. like, that is a solid transfer. But anyway, we, we discussed yeah. transfers already. I just, I think... It's just more of like, it felt really good. And I think when I was watching the post-match interview with Pochettino, yeah. of course, we can delve more into them later, but he said, I, I am the ma- I think he said that people were confused in the beginning because I guess they played new a new format or like a new set of like positions. I'm not very familiar, but he said, but I am the manager and that is my fault. And like, I was like, oh, like, mm. Poch, I don't know. He was, it, it was yeah. nice to see him like 
own up to it at the yeah. first half. Yeah, he's he's an awesome leader, and I think I we said this in the last podcast, and it it's it will just always be true that like you'd want Poch to be your boss. Like I mm-hmm. don't play football, but if I had to, I'd want him to be my boss because he seems super supportive and takes responsibility, and it's just all around amazing. That was the first goal. The next two goals came from. Harry with a good hair. Harry Kane. <laughs> I can't get over how so good the hair like, is. I'm not over it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. So there's been a like a running, uh, I don't know, it's not even a curse, a running thing over the past few seasons that Harry doesn't score in August. Mm. And he, he already like broke that down last season. Yeah. And I think this season, he's killed it. First game yeah. in August, brace. Yeah. Done. Goodbye, curse slash thing yeah it was amazing a lot of it was I, i'm getting ahead but i think it, it kind of goes together with and he said it himself harry said it himself when in his post-match interview as well that when erickson came in erickson controlled the field like he put things into he he said that he i think his words were like he controlled the tempo of the game and he he fixed it and I, I, again, I can't tell it from a technical point of view, but what I saw was that people did seem to have more direction. And I don't know if that's what a captain does. I don't know. I mean, of course, Captain Hugo was at, you know, guarding the goal very importantly, but it, it felt so nice to have everyone's perception of Christian go back into like, oh, we love him, which we really do, except that we wanted to sign and see him how he supported harry and allowed made space for harry to make those amazing goals like it, the both goals were pretty crazy yes yeah yeah the first goal was er, sorry harry's first was interesting because it's jack Grealish whose style is probably not so good as harry's he seems to be going for like an orlando bloom pirates of the caribbean situation <laughs> with the weird mustache and the parted hair and that kind of thing but he was like slow on the ball and Lamella pinched it off him because the the high press that they do, which is phenomenal. But I do think, and, and a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people are saying the team didn't, each player performance wasn't as good as it could have been. And I think that's probably fair. I don't think playing like that, it will find it as easy against good teams. So that's, but it, it's the first game of the season and we yeah. got the right result. So I think... As a fan, I mean, you can be very happy. Yeah. Can't ask yeah. for more than a win at home yeah, in exciting fashion. Yeah. fashion. Super yeah. exciting. Yeah. On the first day. I think I was even, like, at the point when Tangy made the first goal, I was like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. I'm such a, I guess, pessimistic kind of fan. We're like, okay, let's just equalize and maintain it. Like, I'll, I'll take a draw. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just like, I'll, I'll take it. Even if I know that it is against a newly promoted team and I should be expecting more but i'm always a fan that's just like you're doing so well boys i know you're trying hard you're doing your best and obviously that's not going to take you all the way but i thought that it was interesting that right after erickson was brought in and suddenly the pace of the game really went to another level and again lamella mm-hmm. i was like wow lamella's aggressive more aggressive like everybody was just like out for blood and they were yeah know, yeah for yeah. sure you often hear about how erickson really changes games and when he's on the pitch we really play differently as a team and as someone who's never really played football that's hard for me to appreciate and I think yesterday's game the Aston Villa game was the first time that it was very obvious to me because I guess it really did there were results attached to him being on the pitch so it's like super tangible oh I get it yes he is a game changer Mm -hmm. and I guess that's why they call him 
Maestro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. But nice. uh, what a first game. And I think yeah. is City our next game? Yeah, at Etihad. I don't wait. I don't know how they schedule these things, but it'll be yeah without sun as well. Ah, speaking of without, another I guess I I wanted to ask you, Toby, about it because Jan Vertonghen was not part of the starting eleven and wasn't on the bench, and you could see him like they would cut the shots of him looking. He always had those big aviators on. Yeah, he had his he had his really nice shades on, looking very handsome. Sartorially yeah. aside, I was pretty surprised. And, you know, of course, yeah. if you check Twitter, it is a cesspool of scary information about why Jan wasn't playing. And then, of course, they asked Poch before the game, they asked Poch after the game. And yeah. I was telling Acid earlier was that sometimes Poch does tend to fan the flames of these. Yeah. yeah so, like, his, his answer was so very vague of. Oh, I, yeah. I only play who I think deserves to play. So does that mean he thinks Jan didn't deserve to play? Or I, I wish he was more straightforward. But yeah, that was just it just scares me when things like this happen. So I hate yeah. the players I love. Jan, come on. I think it's pretty simple. I think it's just Maurice, Mauricio Pochettino, international man of mystery. <laughs> I think he's just throwing in like some confusion, a little bit of gamesmanship for the Man City match. And if you think before we've had to play games without Jan... We've had he's had stretches of injury before where Toby has had to deputize. So I think against a newly promoted team at home, it's a good opportunity to give, you know, the second and third center backs a run at it and make sure they're because his I think his mentality has always been that everybody in this squad can win any game. And I think he's done that with the FA before and like he's gotten criticism before for important games playing who some people consider second stringers. I don't think he really sees anybody as a second stringer. He thinks any combination of players should be able to win on on any given occasion. So his mysteriousness there, I think, was to not give Guardiola too many details. And I think he'll start the game against City and everything will go on as normal. How are you feeling about the City game? Just excited, nervous, anxious? For me, a bit of both. I'm, I'm still like excited about it first away game of the season yeah. and second game of the season so excited for it a bit nervous like i i think back to our last um mm. game against man city which was the time i think that we knocked them out the of champions the champions league. league and that was triumphant and amazing there was one phenomenal save by hugo mm-hmm. it was a penalty taken by aguero mm-hmm. and he saved it which was wild you saw the shock in aguero's face drawing from that memory gives yeah. me confidence oh that was um, the home one right yeah yeah, yeah. The and first yeah the first leg yeah. and then sun scored yeah. the one and only goal of the game so yeah. i also draw confidence from that and in the second leg we finally knocked them out yeah and the crazy 100 goal match yeah <laughs> um, so i'm getting confidence from That's that good. i guess yeah yeah I think it's one of those dichotomies where you, I personally or, or fans personally would start making the bargain as, of like, oh, maybe a draw at Etihad would be fine. But at, you want the players to approach it like they yeah. can win. And I should think they would have that because, you know, they've had success there before. So I hope they feel like they can win. But Man City had a great game against West Ham. So, But we are not West Ham. <laughs> no, we're definitely not West Ham. But it'll be interesting to see who starts in the defense in particular, if he does, you know, two center backs, or if, if it's, you know, Sanchez, Alderweireld, and Vertonghen. It'll be interesting to see how he plays it. Because Trippier struggled in that Champions League matchup against uh, Aguero and all of their fast wingers. 
So it'll be interesting how what he's learned from that. What do you think, Patty? I um yeah, I, like you guys, I think I I hope that last season's Champions League final appearance gave us a lot of confidence because I think we have definitely been very tentative and just very like, oh, we're just happy to be here kind of mentality. But now that we've been there, it's really that now I want the confidence of like, we can do this. We can do it over and over yeah. again. And we can go up against these people. And we're not just some club. We are world-class and Champions League finals level. So I don't care what everyone is saying. I want that to be, even as a fan, I want that to be my mentality. And I, I hope, I hope we were able to go in really strong and whatever, like trust Poch. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see how the vibe is, given it's an away game and you know, it's Man City. Any predictions for Man City? <laughs> Ooh, I can't, I can't predict scores. That makes me too nervous. Yeah. Toby, do you have some? It'll be difficult to keep a clean sheet there, so I'll say, I'll say three to two. Mm. Mm. All right, I'll, 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 I'll cross my are fingers. Gonna... No, I can't, I can't either. Are we pussy? <laughs> yeah, we are, we are. But three to two to us, obviously. <laughs> okay, that, yeah, I'll. Wow, three to two. Wow. Okay, that's that's a good one. I'll, it's gonna be a roller coaster. Are, are we gonna get all the points in the last four minutes? <laughs> or the first ten, like with the last game. All right, that works for me too. I'd yeah. rather. And then we just have to pray that the defense yeah. can keep it up and keep. Yeah. Uh, all right. All, all right. right. Thank you, Toby. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Thanks you for guys. joining us again. So now let's do our social media roundup. Let's just quickly go through all of the best and most noteworthy social media posts that we want to talk about. Yeah. Starting with um, kicking off the new season with a media day video. I always love these videos because everyone's in their new kits. Everyone looks so fresh. Either I know they spent the entire preseason together, but it feels like they it's like the first day of school in a sense when they're all just getting back yes. together. Uh I don't know about you, but I thought it was funny that everyone's kind of picking on Mora, on Lucas, because I think they got, they're trying to get Lucas <laughs> to like be aggressive, and you know how his voice is a bit, a little more high-pitched than others, and everyone was just like calling him from across the field, like, are you okay? And like, <laughs> I love the dynamics they have. That was cool. It, it really, you're right, it really does feel like first day of school, everyone's catching up, everyone's making fun of everyone else. But everyone's looking fresh and the feeling is optimistic. I have to note how Sunny was just, this guy is a natural charmer. And he was flirting with everyone. He was, yeah. he was sitting on Wanyama's lap. He was, <laughs> he was <laughs> hugging Delhi. Like the, the, the content that Sunny brings is just amazing. He, uh, he clearly knows how to work the charm factor into everything yeah yeah i i think it was a, at least noteworthy for me yeah i could like watch just a live feed of sunny all the time it's he's just he's so sweet and entertaining and full of energy although i think we discovered there's one thing that we wouldn't watch sunny do i know or we'd be uncomfortable uh, with watching sunny do. i don't know why i'm uncomfortable with this acid but i am uh i saw this post um i guess it was during the international champions Cup. Uh, it's Sunny taking his um, kit off. So it's a couple of times he's done this. He gave his kit to. Um, he exchanged kits with Ronaldo, and then there was one of Sunny like taking off a stop. 
and giving it to a fan. And I just felt like I wanted to wrap him in a towel and be like, Sonny, put on a shirt. I don't know why. I don't know, where is this protective instinct coming from? <laughs> is this us finally showing our age? <laughs> that like, Because he's so like young, we feel like, oh, please put on a shirt, you might get a exactly. cold. There was, I think, earlier yeah. earlier last year, there was one of him in like one of the recovery baths. And he was like, he had a towel around him, but you could definitely see his abs. And I think he was just in like boxers. And I was just like, like Sonny, put on. Like, oh, let's. Yeah. Let's get you some warm clothes. That's actually, I realize he's not the only one like that. I I feel that also with like Kane and I guess everyone. This must be, this must be some kind of motherly instinct coming out that you just want people to be comfortable and warm and you don't want them to catch a cold. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the reverse of it, but I just don't want them sexualized. Not that they aren't like really obscenely good looking the best rock hard abs you would see but it's just like also <laughs> oh my goodness like please put on a shirt like put on a sweater yeah. get under a blanket <laughs> i don't know that's just me though moving on to uh, interesting interesting <laughs> I, I have no way to segue to anything else from that <laughs> nothing comes nothing, to mind as well nothing. uh but we, we we did see some transfers uh, it was the end of the transfer window and i noticed that for ryan sassignon and for Giovanni Lo Celso, they had interesting hashtags. So they had Sassanyon Signs and Ola Lo Celso. And when I looked back, I was like, did they do this for Ndombele and for like Clark? And I, I scrolled back and they didn't. All they did was welcome Tangy and welcome Jack. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, was it a different team that was suddenly in charge of hashtags? Or did they decide, oh, let's, let's standardize it and do hashtag welcome blank? Um, and then after two, they said, oh, we need to inject a bit more personality yeah, into this. I, I appreciate it, but yeah. I, I'm all for fairness, and I wish they'd done something more creative for everyone, but I get that it was the end of the transfer window, and I guess they had to stand out yeah. a little more. Speaking of people who stand out, everybody, I always like, oh. yeah, I always like checking yeah. celebration photos of when a game ends, and obviously this is a good uh, ending for us, but usually it's people celebrating on the pitch, or people like carrying each other, jumping, hugging. And it's, it's usually those photos that the players yeah. will individually exactly. share on their Instagram after like some victory, super victorious celebration um, with a caption that I guess addresses <laughs> the victory and thanks fans or saying something like, oh, uh, important three points, things like yeah. that. Um, but from Christian Eriksson this week, we got a unique kind of photo. <laughs> So it was the players celebrating in the background, and in the foreground, you see Ericsson seemingly unaware of the celebrations and very focused on fixing the corner flag. <laughs> I don't know what's happening there. It, it's, it feels very on brand for him, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's rare that you see like sparks of like humor from him, and I think one of the Ask the Players Anything videos from last year was like one of the first times where I'm like, wow, he as humor but this feels very apt and this just feels very i don't know i don't know if this is a danish stereotype but i like that he was putting order and like okay you guys you can celebrate i'm gonna fix this flag i i appreciated it i appreciated it so let's be enthusiastic but let's also respect order exactly which is which is fair which is fair 
Oh, uh, speaking of celebrations, uh, there was another post, another noteworthy post that I think this time came from, was it Spurs official or was it a fan? I think it was a fan one. It was a fan. It was a split screen, like collage type thing, where in the top half of the um, image shows um, Musa Dembele um, and his back and doing his like celebration post of his two um, fingers, pointer fingers pointing up to the sky. And then on the below part of the collage it shows uh tangy and dombele also in the same position and the caption states that musa and tangy both scored on their debuts what a coincidence this is and not to put pressure on anyone obviously but their their, <laughs> yeah. their surnames are very um similar but i think it's a it's a nice it's a nice touch i'm on on that and i guess this is just a a question that I want to throw out into the void. Both Dembele and Tangi scored on their first like appearance with Spurs, right? Um, and they're not the only ones. Oh. Um, Rose on his Premier League debut scored against Arsenal. Dyer on his Premier League debut um, also scored on his first appearance and i wonder if that's a common phenomenon are like players that appear on the pitch for the first time for a team just in this amazing space and have this unique energy that just makes them go above and beyond and and score or is it something is it maybe unique to tottenham and it's something that we just naturally do because we're amazing i think it's the latter (laughs) it may be Uh, yeah you know what yes Uh, i it is that's just that's it let's just claim it but it was really good it was uh, (laughs) i liked it i like i always like anything that throws back to musa uh and it's just nice that's really nice and we go to our final social media post of the week uh this has nothing to do with football whatsoever but i think it deserves a couple minutes to discuss because Toby Alderweireld and his gorgeous, gorgeous little baby, the most adorable baby I think the squad has produced. It's just him cradling his kid. Like I can't, I can't get over it. This guy, the kid, together, yeah. it's precious. I I love all his posts that are baby related. They're so sweet. Like you get the sweetness between father and baby. You get the sweetness of the baby's cheeks because she's so cute it's just perfect baby content this week's official best spurs baby social media post is toby alderweireld it's toby toby congratulations uh, for congratulations winning this honor it's i would love more i could just watch his daughter all day long as creepy as that sounds (laughs) all right (laughs) Thanks, guys, for joining us today. We had a lot of fun talking to you guys about all the different things that happened this week. We hope you guys join us again the next time. We don't know when we're going to do this again, but we hope you guys had a a good time with us this week. Come Come on, on, you Spurs! Spurs!